Uh, well, there we go. Some breaking news from the coaching world. Uh, we may have some more as well with Mel Meninga on the line, live from Adelaide. Mel, a very good morning to you. Good morning there, Ben. How are you? Oh, it's Origin Day. How the world of rugby league, mate, eh? Never, ever. <laughs> you can't stand still. Uh, well, okay, just on that news, Jason Riles. Uh, I've, just, I've just got a text message through right now. Can you blame him? <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair that's a fair comment actually that's probably what i'm thinking as well can you blame him if he had a if he's got an opportunity to go to the melbourne storm and obviously he wouldn't have went to the melbourne storm without an opportunity to take over the melbourne storm after craig yeah um so you know it's i think you know why wouldn't you um, I'm just the reports. <laughs> I know. Sorry, and Mal, the, the, you're a Dragons fan, Ben. What's no, going no, on? You're, no, you're no, staggered by it. No, not at all. I'm just. It, it's a. It's a developing story, and we're we're just seeing it here. That well, here we go. Yeah, the St George have confirmed this. That Jason notified us this morning that we're no, that he is no longer wanting to be considered for the role. It wasn't yeah. the right time for him. So that's coming from the Dragons CEO. Well, there we go. This is developing. What about this? Um, okay, Mel. Well, let, let's let, let's let's focus on you right now, because <laughs> um, you've just you've well you've just stepped out of a meeting, haven't you? Yeah, no. It's uh, I had a great meeting with um, Andrew Abdo, um, the CEO of the NRL. So we're just talking about the international program. So um, they're very committed to it, the NRL, obviously, and with the International Rugby League and. Um, you just mentioned me today that there's at least three test matches at the end of the year. Uh, obviously, Tonga's going over to the UK to play against England in a in a, a series over there. We've all, but we've got a bit of a tri series happening here in Australia and New Zealand. Plus, um, there's going to be sort of I think the the Kumuls, the PNG side, and Fiji and Cook Island are going to play off some series as well at the at the end of the year. So that's great news for the national program. There's the commitment there. Uh, from the NRL, NRL, so um, yeah, good, great news. Where does that leave Australia, the Kangaroos? Who are you? Well, we'll, we'll play in a, in a tri series at the end of the year. Yep. So that tri series will be between New Zealand and Samoa, and then we'll play off in a final as well. So there'll be games in Australia, and there'll be game over in, in New Zealand as well. So um, likely, likely the venues will be up north um, in North Queensland, and perhaps down in in, um, in Melbourne. As well, so okay, yeah, interesting. Okay, very interesting. So taking it to the regions, taking it well. That's what we've always done, really. I mean, with the international program, I think we we owe to owe the states because they obviously invest in it. They help underwrite some of the the games that we play in states, and they use the international game obviously to help that. So yeah, we'll be up there, and we all double headers too, Ben. So obviously the women's game is. It's going gangbusters at the moment. Uh, they'll play test matches. Dillaroos will play against uh, Samoan international team and the Kiwi international team as well. So um, in double headers. Any dates locked in yet, Mel? No, not as yet. No. So, um, but it is through October, mate. Yeah. Okay. So straight after, not straight after the grand final, but at least two weeks after the grand final, back into a, a tri series. Uh, it may be a silly question, but uh, your future was it discussed? You will be at the helm of the Kangaroos. Can we safely assume that? Um, well, it's got to, obviously, I've got to present to the board. So that's a really important um, part of the whole process. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, based on our conversation this morning, they want me to continue in that in national role, the national role, so um, which I'm very comfortable with. So just a matter of presenting to the board and, and um, obviously getting the tick of approvals. If that happens, well, um, be great. 
We'll Looking be great. Forward to it. Yeah, World Cup winning coach, mate. I guess you can stand on your record. <laughs> but I know you and I have chatted about this in the past, about the international calendar. When presenting to the board, will you be pushing uh, for a, a, perhaps a, a bigger cycle? I mean, we've spoken about getting a four-year yeah. cycle going. Is that is that part of part of your um, your your brief from Mal Meninga's um, point of view? Well, I think there is a, there is a commitment to a cycle scheduling, like a five-year scheduling program between World Cups. Obviously, they're still got to work out what's going to happen in 25. But after 25, um, I believe based on our discussions this morning, they'll have a five-year cycle, which is commercially, it's, it obviously makes it more viable. Yeah. Uh, sponsors, fans, they'll actually know what the schedule might be, which is great. And they'll have a five-year cycle based on having a World Cup as well. Fantastic. Ah, now hang on. Okay, World Cup. But was there any of that conversation? Because we've heard that France, uh, well, yeah. Well, France has pulled out. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so they've just... Discussing obviously with the International Rugby League, what's their next option? What happens in twenty five? They, obviously, they got a bit of time um, in place, so um, they'll obviously have that all sorted out you know, sooner rather than later. But at this stage, there's nothing sort of confirmed. Did you get the feeling from that meeting that they may like to host it down here? It'll probably happen down here, Ben. To be honest with you, um, it won't happen up up north. We just come off a World Cup in England. Obviously, France can't do it. So, um, and we see in the papers around the Middle East and uh, you know, places like that, uh, you know. But I think a World Cup will be hosted with certainly in Australia and New Zealand combined. I would think in twenty twenty five. All right, Mel Meninga, as I said, that's what get, I think. Okay, as I said, uh, breaking news just coming out of that meeting with Andrew Abdo, the boss. Was it um, always interesting conversations? Anything else? Did you did you throw in how Queensland's <laughs> going to win tonight, Mel? Or? Oh no, no, no. Well. I've said, I'm in the uh, in the hotel in Adelaide amongst all the all the New South Wales players, so they're they're here. So I've managed oh, to talk no. to a few of those guys. Hang on, you're staying at the Blues team hotel. Yeah, well How that's where that the happen? NRL. Well, that's when the NRL start uh, staff sort of stay. So I'm, I'm with them. Oh, so, see, yeah, that'd no. be right, wouldn't they? Picking favourites, <laughs> picking sides. Not you, yeah. but the NRL. Yeah, no. let's just set up with the Blues are. Mm. No, oh, well, it's it's part of the Acor group, so you know. Yeah, I'm happy to have a room, mate. <laughs> and happy to be there at the table. Mal Meninga, 13-13-55-04-67-736. Uh, Jamie is on the line, Mal. He's got a question for you. Uh, Jamie, morning to you. Happy Origin Day. Oh, happy Origin Day, lads. How good is it? <laughs> it's outstanding. Your question, <laughs> for, your question for Mal. <laughs> yeah, mate. Um, just a couple of quick ones. Mal, you've been Origin level as a coach and as a player. Um that half an hour before kickoff, with your players hat on, what, what's that like? Yep. Like we don't really get an insight into how the players are feeling. How, what, what's it like? Uh, oh, extremely, extreme nerve. Certainly from my point of view, um, as a player and as, as a coach, I mean, you know, obviously you just want to get out there. I mean, you, you're part of your warm up, so uh, we'll be into our warm up um, probably about forty minutes you know, prior to going on the field. The warm up will take anywhere between 25, 30 minutes. Um, so most of the players will be all warming up, and then you know, a couple of minutes before the bell, you know, that two-minute bell, um, they'll be getting ready, you know, putting their boots on if they haven't got their boots on, putting their jersey on if they haven't got their jersey on, just doing last-minute preparations, last strapping, things like that, um, and then can't wait for that bell, and then they line up and you know they run onto the footy field, you know. So um, they're ready for battle, mate. Ready to go. They've done all the prep. Um, you know, it's a long day today. I must confess, it's sort of. Yeah, they'll go for a walk in the morning uh, just to sort of get out of the hotel. Uh, but they've sort of left their own devices for most of the day. Food's available for them. You know, everyone's got a different 
routine. So, um, yeah, it's a long day. So around that half an hour before and just can't wait to play. It's a great question, Jamie. Thank you, Mel. In that half an hour beforehand, is it silent? Are there people talking? No, no. Well, sort of like I said with the warm-up, Ben, um, the warm-up's really important. I've always used to, used to put an emphasis on the warm-up and, and obviously communication, the talk is, you know, fairly was constructive and it's it's up tempo you know a lot of energy yeah. um so you want to be you want to be you know, getting your energy up you know getting all those butterflies out of your system and and just trying to get yourself into the game your headspace do you prepare something as a coach to say or does it just come off the cuff no we have a an organized warm-up and the expectation is talk you know so i mean and and signals so so like origins loud you know they get out there and adelaide, adelaide oval is um, the way it's designed, it's it's meant to keep all the noise in, so it'll be loud tonight. So, communication is critical, you know. So it's probably the most important element uh, of the game, and that's where Billy understands that really well. He was one of the better commun- or best communicators I've ever I've ever been involved with uh, as a player and as a coach. Um, so his his um, ability to keep the team uh, on track, you know, with his talk from behind, that's where he sees Reese Walsh. You see, his Reese's yeah. talk behind is is exceptional. So you know, as part of his development, what a you know for Reese to have you know Billy as a as a bit of a mentor in this sort of situation is excellent. You know, so but talk is really important. And talk in the dressing rooms prior, uh, the coach wouldn't say too much. To be honest with you, it's all about the players and players going out there and and um, you know helping each other basically. Yeah, fascinating insight from a man who's been and done it there all before as a coach and as a player at Mal Meninga uh, on a Wednesday as normal, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Mal, hold on, we'll take a quick break. Uh, someone does want to ask you about Reese Walsh on the other side of this and put your thinking cap on. Who needs to be, well, basically, Queensland's best player? Who needs to be the man of the match for us to win tonight? Yep. We'll get that on the other side of this. Yeah, 10 away from 11. We dug up Mal Meninga's old pump-up song when it comes to State of Origin. Mal, you told us last week this was the one you loved running out to. So we got a bit <laughs> oh, of man, I'm down the floor doing push-ups. <laughs> nice. I love it. Uh, plenty oh, of text God. messages coming through about tonight's Origin, although one I want to read out from Sam, Mal, and you can perhaps yep. shed some light on this, being in Adelaide right now. Um, I spoke to Benny Eichen in the first hour of the show, so I'm a bit late getting to this one, and I mentioned about, hey, get down there and sample some of the produce. They have some great things they do with grapes and then stick them in bottles. They, they go all right in that part of the world. Mm, Sam has do, said, yeah. yeah, definitely the wine in Adelaide. However, she recommends Fruchox. Have you ever heard of Fruchox? No, I haven't heard of Fruchox. No, Fruchox, so yummy. Dried apricot and peach covered in chocolate. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm mm. going to go out. I'm going to have a crack and see if I can find one some today. <laughs> I don't know if they so come. As soon as I finish here, yeah. I'm actually going to wander down. I'm going to probably get a coffee somewhere and try and find a fruit chock. Fruit chock. Right, eh? Good stuff. Yes. You can I'll go. have a crack and I'll report back. Please do. Please do. <laughs> um, all right. Let, let's let's talk some footy. Um, morning. But this one's from uh, Bray. He said, Ben, can you ask Mel what Reese Walsh would be feeling? Coming into today's game, obviously on debut. Take your mind back now to 1980. Uh, I suppose yeah. it's a bit different, but is it? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know Reese really well at all. So they, they tell me a bit of a cool kid. He's pretty laid back, but there'd certainly be some nerves. There'd be no doubt some nerves. Um, and, you know, again, 
you know, having experience around him was going to help him get through the day. Because I said, as I said before, the the last day, the, today is one of the hardest days to get through, just yeah. from a, a mental point of view, because he's just waiting around you. You, you can't do anything, you know. You try to relax. It's hard to do because you're thinking about the game all the time. Uh, you're trying to stick to a routine, but the belly with the ball, the butterflies are you know, flying around and things like that. You try to have a bit of a, a sleep in the afternoon to relax yourself so you're not thinking about things. But it is a difficult day to get through. And, you know, as we as I've said to numerous deputants, um, you just got to play it to, get to, to understand it. You know, so you can't really prepare yourself well enough um, to get through your, the game and how you like it, really, it's just you just got to find a way to get through it, then learn from that experience. So you know, he'll be he'll be he'll have a lot of butterflies, no doubt. Uh, an observation from Sean saying another benefit of having the hammer and Reese in the side, it'll make Turbo, who isn't a natural centre, make some hard decisions, push in, help cover his half to get uh, across Walsh's speed, have to get the yep. ball to hammer in space, hang out, not give the hammer space for what. So it basically, it's going to make Turbo make some pretty serious decisions in in defence. It's a good observation by Sean. Yeah, both sides of the park. Um, yeah, Reese is a bit of a student of the game. He's mentioned that numerous times, how he watches every game. He studies all the fullbacks, studies you know, the opposition uh, attack lines and things like that. So I think both sides of the field he'll, he'll test um, both you know, both centres, really, because he got, you know, obviously not Turbo, but also got Stephen Crichton. Who, so Turbo is a right-side player, obviously, but he plays fullback. Stephen Crichton's a right-side player, but he's playing left-side. Toho's a left-side player, normally playing right-side. You know, so... Uh, Addo Cars are playing on the right, but he's generally a left side player, so they're all over the shop. Um, the same can be said about obviously the, the Queensland side too, because Val generally plays on left side, he's playing right side, um, and then obviously Hammer is plays fullback and playing left side centre. So you know, uh, both sides are pretty vulnerable, I think, and um, that's why I think both centres um, in the Queensland side are going to be going to be our best players and our best players defensively. 25 words. Okay, well, that leads me into my final question. 25 words or less. Who's got to be man of the match? Who's got to be the standout player for Queensland for us to win tonight? Oh, it's like anything. I think, you know, your middle is very important. So I would think I would see either either Harry Grant or Benny Hunt. Harry Grant, you know, Benny we need, Hunt. We need, we, need to, we, need to be, we need to be really good through the middle. They touch the ball the most, so we'll be at dummy half. Mal, enjoy yes. tonight. Find some fruit chocks. Report back to us, and we will uh, <laughs> and we will chat again next week. Mal Meninga. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse right now. Get 40% off everyday low price of all healthy care vitamins at Chemist Warehouse.